0: that uh, is probably not the most popular subject when we come to church. And I promise you I'm not going to be T.D. Jakes and uh, Jan and Paul Crouch and beg for money. But I I do want to talk about giving tonight, and everybody's heart rate just plummeted. (laughs) It's one of the subjects that we... We, a lot of a lot of people they don't show up for church because they 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 think churches beg for money, but it, it is very uh, very important that we learn to give and learn how to give and and how to give sacrificial, and that is one of the hardest things. I am convinced, and I'll probably say it again, I'm convinced that people that do not give, it's not. So much a selfish thing. It's that they don't trust God fully. Because you know what the scripture says about giving. And you know if we give. It shall be given unto us. I think the the truth of the matter is. That most people do not trust. That God is going to return. What they feel like they just lost. When you give it away. The fact is you don't lose it. It's not yours anyway. So. Acts 20 and 35, Acts 20 verse 35, excuse me. I, I'm sorry to make you stand so long. I'm going to try to, to uh, teach this and, 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 and be very uh, succinct with everything. Uh, I have shown you all things how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak. Say that's Brother Hill. And to remember the, the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That's very contrary to a lot of uh, beliefs in this day and age. Everybody's out for themselves. But you may be seated. I'm, I'm getting ready to, to tell you the, the, the fact of the matter is that every single one of us have it inside of us to... To be givers. We all know that God is the very essence of love. He, uh, you can't separate God from love. You can't separate love from God. When you get God, you get love. When you get love, you get God. They're inseparable. And a powerful attribute of that love of God is the very gift of of giving, every good thing that we have, that we own, that we possess, is a gift from God Himself. There's a lot of people, they take that for granted. They believe that they're the ones that went to college, they put in the time to learn and invested in a career to to get a job and they worked hard. They got the humanistic beliefs that they are what they are because they have worked hard. And their their brain is more sophisticated than a lot of the other brains. So they have the right to make six figures a year. And they're, they're up there. I work at IU. I know a... Ouch. I had to say that. Ouch. Work at IU and I'm just a paper carrier and and uh seems like a unimportant job but last year we James Michael and I just to the students alone uh carried uh and handled four times a piece just to the students four hundred ton of paper and that job is just a blue collar job it's nothing that important. we're not splitting the atom or we're not solving any 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 uh, uh we're not inventing anything and some of those professors, uh, they they'll walk in. They think they own the place. They think that they are the greatest thing in the world since Brother Eldar, and uh, and they they uh, they feel in their mind that they're where they're at because they have made themselves who they are. And when they look at me or talk to me, I am a heap of dung. In their minds and but they don't realize that everything that they have comes from God God breathed the breath of life in them and he built their brain to invent to develop to become successful and we are a lot of times we we forget that we forget that God gave us the strength God gave us the power. He, he granted us life. and Things that we often take for granted, like life itself, is a gift to us from God. He is a giving God. Uh, this, like this beautiful earth that we live on, the oceans, the mountains, the lakes, and the streams, and the beautiful pastures. It was a gift from God. And things that we take for granted, such as the air we breathe, time spent with loved ones food on our table and shelter over our head and warm bed to sleep in those things are all gifts from God because God is a giving God God is not a taking God he, he doesn't have to have. He's not a needy God. He he's a giving God, and he he's a fa- our Father. There's nothing, brother Eldar, that I enjoy more than giving something to my kids. You can think whatever you want to about Christmas or, or whatever birthdays, but when I give my children something, there there's something about what something that happens to me that that sees them light up, and that's that's my nature because God put that in me. God. He, 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 he's a loving and giving God. John three sixteen. We all know it. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God being the loving God that He is, He didn't just give us possessions, but He gave Himself for us. What more could anybody ask for than for Him to give Himself? He gave everything uh and he he's he's a giving god that's his nature uh for he he practiced what he preached uh, when he said it is more blessed to give than to receive he he wanted to be a god that that wasn't a, a needy god we got so many religions that their gods are so needy but the god that we serve he he doesn't need anything but he he likes to pour out blessings he wants us to pour out blessings now, because God is is uh, is a giving God, and because we are created in His image, we have the same giving trait with inside of us. We are created with the instinct to give. It is in the nature of each and every person to give. Uh, you don't have to have the Holy Ghost to give. There's a lot of people that don't serve God that that are giving to good charities and working in, in Salvation Armies and uh, giving, giving to, uh, to St. Jude's Hospitals. It's, it's birthed inside of us, and that trait was passed down from God Himself. The sad part about it is because sin and such a negative world, the uh, not the nature of negativity, but just the very thoughts of negativity has stifled out that process of us being givers. There is not a person in this room that if you've seen, I don't believe that if you've seen someone driving down the road, I know Brother Dave would, if you've seen them stopped in in, in the side of the road and they were in need, or if you've seen them starving, I guarantee it, it doesn't matter where you're at in life, or how bad you feel, brother David, you would find something in your heart. You would find a way to help them or give. That's because inside of you was it, uh, was was built inside of you the nature to give. But unfortunately, we've allowed uh, the world has allowed the 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 carnality of this world to take from them, in so much that they don't want to give. I I understand being that way. I, I remember living at home uh, in a pastor's house that we had so many takers and so many takers. It would be easy to get jaded into and, and not wanting to give. I, I remember, I remember as a kid, I, I was uh, I was pretty I had pretty good manners, uh, even though you probably don't believe that that if there was a piece of chicken left, I wanted it. I was hungry. And there was four of us kids when when my fifth brother came along after we were older. Uh, But I remember we had people that come to our house and I wanted that piece of chicken or whatever it was or that biscuit or whatever. And I, I didn't want to take it because I knew my mom worked hard to fix it. Or I knew that Micah might have been more hungry than me, so I didn't want to take it. But I'll never forget, it happened more times than not, that I would reach, I mean, I would ask, does anybody else want this? And the people that showed up at my house would throw their fat, greasy fingers around it and take it. You ever see people like that? But those kind of things makes us calloused into helping uh, you know, uh, you, you ever help somebody that just just they they take advantage of you, help them a little bit, and you know you get them on their feet, and before long they have taken so much from you, you're like a glass of water you just poured out. You ain't got nothing else to give. When the next person comes to and they need something, this person really needs something. They they don't you don't have anything else to give. I didn't I didn't wasn't going to get on this, but that's all right. I'll do it anyway. That's the problem with our government. We have too many uh, people with the welfare mentality. I'm not against welfare. I, you know, thank God for it. I mean, there's single moms and people with with, with uh, physical problems that can't work. But there's too many strong, healthy people that have taken and taken and taken. Before long, there's not going to be anything to give. But that has seeped into the church. And we've seen people take so much. Take, 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 take. Oh, you ever see, you ever ask somebody, hey, come to a party, uh, we're going to have a pitch in, we're all going to cook, we're going to do this, and we're going to cook. And someone shows up with a a few napkins. And they're digging into that roasted turkey. What do you do? I don't want to ask them no more. Well, we brought a a half a two liter that's flat. (laughs) We opened two weeks ago. You get jaded, and you don't want to give. You you, you get into the into the mindset, well, I, I know that if I help them... You, you know what I love about Brother Dave is, I've talked to him about this before, but that dude right there, he just keeps giving. It doesn't matter to him. It doesn't affect him. He's not jaded. I love that about you, Brother Dave. That I mean, he's had people basically spit in his face and take everything he's got, and if he sees them in need, he's he's ready... To give back to them, but the the problem with it, we become carnal, and we get locked up with our giving, and we want to hold our i 'm just we 're just talking about money tonight okay they they, they, they want to keep their money close to them, and they don 't want to give anymore because they 've been taken advantage of, and we get this mentality when we think of getting. Blessings. When the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive, when we begin to think of blessings, those things that we're jaded about forces us, we usually think in terms of getting instead of uh, getting or receiving instead of giving. Do you understand what I'm saying? That mentality has seeped into our churches. Much emphasis is put on... On prosperity and and a lot of church people don't want to give to the churches because you got a bunch of goofballs that they're they're on the you've seen them don't tell me you've turned past them you've watched them well, i'm telling you right now if you send a eight hundred dollars we'll warm' a pray a blessing that God'll bless you and you got all these old ladies and the that they're widows and they ain't got nothing and they know that they they only got enough money for a couple of weeks and that they'll give everything they got and then you got this joker he's driving a mercedes benz he's got a maserati in his garage and he's got a 40 million dollar mansion on the east coast and on the west coast he's got a mansion and before long we get this mentality i'm not helping nobody you know it's easy to preach and teach on giving when you're the one do, get doing all the getting it's easy for them to preach on that, and and we got everybody wanting, but we got hardly anybody wants to to let go. It's when Jesus went, he was he was there, and the rich man showed up to him. He said he, he wanted he wanted eternal life, Master. What must I do? And uh, he told him what to do. He said, Well, I've done these things. Well, Jesus seen what he lacked. He he seen that his possessions his possessions ruled him. So he said, sell everything you got and give it to the poor. What' wasn't what he had. The problem was his possession owned him. The problem is today that we are ruled. Man, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're ruled by our possessions. The full-life Bible uh, mentions the measure of blessing and reward we receive will be in proportion to our concern and help given to others. It is a biblical principle mentioned in 2 Corinthians that if we give generously... We will reap generously. However, if we give sparingly, we will reap sparingly. How much I bless will determine how blessed I will become in the future. Second Corinthians six, uh, nine, six, or Excuse me. Second Corinthians nine six through seven says, "But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully." shall reap also bountifully every man according as he purposeth in his heart. So let him give not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver, giver. In other words, just as important as it is to give, and that is important, there is two things that goes along with giving. He said, if you're going to give grudgingly, it's not going to do any good. If you're going to give out a necessity, it's not going to do any good. Grudgingly means sorrowful, pain, grief, or annoyance, or affliction. You mean I have to give this? You mean I have to give out of the offering plate into the offering plate? You mean to tell me they're going to take up another offering? You ever see somebody giving the offering plate and or look in their wallet and they, they'll see a 1 or they'll see a 5 or a 10 and they go, ah, Wendy's tonight. Bible study, Wendy's. I mean, you can, you can see the tears well up in their eyes. I'll sit up here. And you, you see people they give grudgingly and the 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 fact is that w- god knows the heart so just as important as it is to give that that thing it's just like the woman that gave all she had the, everybody else they let their their money hit this bucket and they threw it down you could hear it just i mean just tons of money they were throwing in and all of a sudden this lady comes through and she's got two mites and she gives the least that she could possibly give Which was all she had. And she dropped it in. Jesus said, well, everybody else gave grudgingly. But she gave more. Why? It was because she gave because she wanted to give. She had nothing else to give. Nothing. Which tells me that she would probably go hungry. But she was just... And so Jesus said she gave more than everybody else. He said not to give out of necessity, imposed either by circumstances or by law or duty regarding to one's advantage, custom, argument. Have you ever felt like you just had to give because you felt like if you didn't, people would judge you by it? You know how embarrassing it is to be up here and look in your wallet and have nothing? I'll do, I'll be, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm probably as honest as... I'm the most honest guy on this platform. <laughs> my wife's up in the, up here, and I'll say... You, and I'll try to make it look like, You mean to tell me... You don't have any... It's in my purse. Well, or, she, my wife's down there, she's... I feel like I have to do that because you you get in that mode because you feel like the people's watching you and you begin to get in the in in the uh, the mindset that if you don't give because people or if you do give or you don't give because people see you uh, that's what really matters. But the fact remains is I'm investing in the kingdom of God. Hey, don't feel bad if you don't have it. I you know what I, I see and he's not here and I don't want to embarrass him maybe. He didn't. Maybe he didn't have any money on but Brother Fox gives it and he blesses it. He don't have nothing in his hand. I've seen him do it. He'll give. He might He might, He might. might just have a debit card, you know? But he gives and he blesses it. Bless it in Jesus' name. And then I've seen him give just way above and beyond. But if we would understand that our attitudes behind giving is everything when it comes to to investing in the kingdom of God. If you give out of necessity, you're blessing. If you give grudgingly, you're blessing. I'm telling you, that's what it says. To give, do not give grudgingly or out of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. What about the people that aren't cheerful? If he loves a cheerful giver, giver... I'm not I'm not putting words in his mouth brother Davis I'm just saying if he loves a cheerful cheerful giver then what do you think he feels about the grudge and the necessity giver It's probably the opposite Not that he hates the person he just hates the attitude behind it He hates the action when we give cheerfully and generously, we are planting the seed and we'll reap greater blessings. Perhaps this is why in some churches we shout offering time and hear response I, or blessing time. Some churches also, I remember in uh, Illinois, they, the pastor would get up, it's, it's seed time. It's time to plant seed. It's time to plant blessings. Some churches also, uh, uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm backtracking, We are giving our tithes, one-tenth of our income and offerings, praising God for His blessings and expect blessings in the future, uh, sowing the seed, knowing that we will reap the harvest in the future. The Bible says it's more truly blessed to give than to receive because when you give, you will receive again. If you give, if we give, we will never lack. We will never lack if we give. Give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Shall men give un- into, their, uh, into your bosom? Or, uh, for with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. And again. And again. It just keeps going. There is nothing wrong with giving because you are in need. Now I want you to listen to me very closely. There is nothing wrong with giving in anticipation for a need. I've heard it preached a thousand times that oh you can't you shouldn't give because you're in need. Hey, when you need corn, you plant corn. When you need to eat wheat, when you need wheat, you plant wheat. You reap what you sow. If it was wrong to plant because you need. God wouldn't promise you a harvest. He wouldn't give you that, that uh, what's the word, the uh, uh, incentive to plant. But there is a problem, however, with planting because you want something. Because a need comes out of a necessity, you need something. And wants are, uh, are, are birthed out of a desire, out of pleasure or selfish reasons. Case in point, this is the last $5 I've got. And my kids are, are, in, are hungry, and we don't have school clothes. They're needed. God, I'm banking on you. I need this. And I'm giving it to you in faith. A want. God, you know I've been wanting an Xbox 360 for a long time, and here's my last $5. This is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it, and I'm going to expect it. See, we got that, we've, we, for a long time, we've, we've, got, we've heard that preached that we shouldn't give because of a need. But there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, giving, giving in anticipation of getting for needs. God will supply all our needs, but He expects us to plant something. There's too many people that try to go around the law of the harvest and get. That's what I'm talking about, that... Excuse me, that democratic mentality that I, 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 I want somebody to constantly feed me without giving into the system. I'm sorry. If I make you mad you and whoop me afterwards, I'm sorry. I'm not against any of that. But I think we should reap what we sow. Reap what we sow. The Bible teaches, teaches us that the money... The love of money, excuse me, is the root of all evil. One of the very big scriptures that are misquoted. Most people, a lot of people say that money is the root of all evil, and that's not truth. The love of money is the root of all evil. You ever know somebody just loves, just love, they, they, they work themselves to death because they've got to have, they've got to have, they've got to have, and they miss all, their, all the time spending with their family. They, they let all the, the church things go, and they, they, nothing else matters to them but money. That's somebody that loves money. That's the root of all evil. That has become their God. Money is not the root of all evil, but the love of money is the root of all evil. The problem a lot of times with people that don't want to give is because they love their money. However, the Bible also says money answereth all things. Ecclesiastes 10.19 I could afford to have... Ten or twelve thousand dollars extra in my bank account. What about you? Some people become trapped in living for money rather than using money to live. Obadiah one seventeen tells us to possess our possessions. We must be careful not to allow our possessions to possess us, and that's what I was talking about a while ago. There's too many people that are pushed and powered and guided by money and what they have. And you, there was people that was jumping off of buildings during the Great Depression back in the 1930s. Uh, I, I forgot, I forgot where I read this at, but uh, uh, one guy. One guy had so much money, and he took a big loss. And uh, his money at 1930s would have uh, been, if you had matched it uh, with uh, the rising of the dollar or how much the dollar's worth, he would have had ten million dollars. And he jumped off of a skyscraper and killed himself because he had ten thousand dollars left, or ten, excuse me, ten million dollars left. That's all he had left. <laughs> he had I think it said he had equivalent of 35 million dollars and after the after the great depression and all after all that happened he he ended up with 10 million dollars so he committed suicide. Hmm. We should love people and use our possessions, our material things we acquire, but we often uh, love our material things and use people to achieve things that we want in life it seems that people are always looking for ways to get money but money is all uh, the, is only useful uh if you do something useful with it there are many people that have loved their money so much and they they've hoarded it that they have died multi-millionaires they they have they they've uh, i forget what uh, there was a story also that A lady wouldn't send her kid to school. She was so cheap. And she died with millions of dollars in the bank. She wouldn't give anything away. Can't take it with us, people. It has been said people will do almost anything for money. And money will do almost anything for people. God is really the one that owns all of our possessions, including money. Psalms 24 and 1, you have that up there. It says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. In Psalms 50, 10 and 12 it says, For every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the beast of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. The Bible says in Haggai 2 and 8, it says the silver mine the silver is mine and the gold is mine saith the Lord of hosts. We just manage what is, what is his. Every cent that you've got that car that you drive I'm proud to say that 1992 LeSabre, Saber Grandpa Gitter's my wife says it's not mine it's God's. I'll remind her that. I'll say leave that car alone. It's God's. It's not mine. You talk about his car like that, lady. <laughs> it's not ours. We as Christians uh, are just his stewards. A steward, listen to this, is one who manages or conducts or directs the business of another. Everything you got, you're just the manager of it. We as Christians, stewards, exercise our responsibility over all God in trust and into our care, including our time and money. A steward, according to 1 Corinthians 4 and 2, is required to be faithful. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Faithfulness in handling money is, is necessary if we want God to give us more blessings. The way we spend our money is a true indicator of our priorities and the condition of our heart. The Bible says in Matthew 6 and 21, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It just bewilders me. And we've, every single one of us, Brother Eldar, every single one of us, have fell, fallen into this trap that we've become stingy at one time with what we have. And we forget that everything that I've got is on loan. It, it blows my mind how many people have problems paying a tithe. Think, think about this I give you $100. Now I want you to. This is my money. I want you to take it, and I want you to keep ninety of it, and I want you to give me ten dollars back. And so, I give him the money. It's my money. He's just manager. I just want I just want ten dollars back. Okay. He says no. I don't have money to pay my light bill. I, I can't. But No, I, if you give it to me, if you just give me my money, 10, 10% of it back, I'll pay your light bill. I don't trust you. <laughs> that, if you look at it in that way, that's exactly the way it is when people refuse to pay their tithe. There's been times that our church has hurt in finances because a lot of people doesn't trust God to, to pay their tithe. Mm. I, I. We sit on their pews. We turn the lights on. We we'll listen to his preaching, and we'll we'll say Amen. Thanks for feeding me, Pastor. Thanks for feeding me, Brother Urumbayev. Thanks for feeding. Thanks for leading leading the service. I said his name right, didn't I? Thanks for singing, Sister Kraus. Done a good, Brother Mark Manley. Thanks for playing the organ. Thank you, Sister Katie Tyner, for playing the piano. Thank you for playing the bongos. Thank you for holding the wall up. Thank you. I, what a, It was a free show. Thank you for entertaining me. And all God wants us to do is say, okay, I'm going to invest in your kingdom and I'm going to give to God what's His. The word tithe means a tenth part. The tithe is one-tenth of a person's income. Everybody has a tenth. Everybody has a tenth. If you have a million dollars... Come and see. If you have $1,000, you have $100. If you have $100, you have $10. If you have $10, you have $1. If you have a dollar, you have a dime. If you have a dime, you have a penny. I'm horrible in math. I hope I got all that straight. Everybody's got a tenth. And when everybody gives a tenth, you listen to me, everybody sacrifices the same. Well, I can't pay my tithe because I only make so much. Well, you gave a tenth and I gave a tenth. I sacrificed just as much. That's why I think we should pay taxes. I think if it would be straight across the board, we'd pay 10%. It would be, be a lot easier, wouldn't it? That that's the economy of God. If we if we done it like that, everything would be fine. Do I sound like Pastor Robertson? I'm not going to I can imitate Brother Robertson, I'm not going to do it. See my wife after church. In Bible times, the tenth was also one-tenth of the person's crops and fruit of, or, of trees. Leviticus 27, through 30, and 32, uh, Numbers 18, 21, and 26 through 26. Uh, Deuteronomy 14, 22, and 29. According to Deuteronomy 14 and 22, the tithe was one-tenth of all the increase that the people received. You can tithe on your income, crops, animals, and even your time. I remember Brother Sullivan said when he... Was in the Philippines, or was people putting chickens in the offering plate? Cain and Abel—that's what they had, and they was given, and God blessed them, and they had revival, and they had people's—they had people's legs grow out, and they had the dead raised. You mean in a service where they was putting chickens in an offering plate, and they was bringing little lambs and stuff because that, they had ten lambs, and they bring it to Brother Sullivan. You mean in a church that chintzy? That church backwoods like that? They was having miracles like that? Yes, they were. They was putting chickens in the offering plate. The guy walked up in a gang, from a gang and walked up walked up to a pastor. He was sitting on the front steps of his church. And with a forty-five, he pointed the gun at him and shot him point blank in the chest. And the, uh, they hit him and bounced off and fell to the ground. In a church that gave tithes like that. Tell me, God doesn't bless that. Oh my, I'm a. i am got to. When we pay our tithe, we are recognizing that God has blessed us. Uh, Michael Toomey states that one of the major causes of poverty and bondage. Is the failure to to tithe properly. The tithe belongs to the Lord. Failure to give the tithe to God is the same as robbery to God that attracts serious consequences. You want to knock the curse out in your life of poverty? You start paying your tithe. We rob God when we do not pay our tithe, we rob Him. It's His money. Like I said earlier, it's his. And when we jerk it back out of his hand and go, he will not bless it. And the fact is, we will run out of that money. We will run out. And we'll have nothing left. But if we give it back to God, God will dig out his wallet and he'll put it back in your hand. And bless you for it. Focus on paying the tithe is for our blessing. Tithing is a part of God's plan, a blessing. Man, it's a it's a teaching mode. God don't need money. Hey, one day we'll be throwing our money in the street; they'll be burning it. It won't. It'll be worthless. It. He don't need it. He teaches us responsibility for greater things. That's why at home, uh, at home, my my kids. I say, you want you want a. Uh, Ice cream, you want to do this? You want to go there? Okay. Rake the yard. You, you want to do this? Unload the dishwasher. And it's it's a mode, God's mode of teaching us because He knows we're stingy with it and we're lazy with it and we don't want to let go of it. But He says, if you do this, if you get off your pocketbook or open your purse up and you are faithful to Me, I'm going to give you greater things. What, what's greater than money? Life. You can buy good health. Ooh. John Hopkins, in his, his book entitled Christian Giving, Six Things We Can Learn from Malachi 3 8 and through, through 10, it says, When we, we can rob God by not giving our tithes and offering to his work. If we do not give to God, we forfeit or cancel His blessings. We should bring tithes into the storehouse of the church treasury. The purpose of the tithe is to provide for the ministers of the gospel who work in the house of God. We should prove, uh, we, we should prove God to see if His word is true when He promises blessings to those who give, uh, who give to His work. Here is one of the few places in the Scripture where God challenges us to, to try Him in something. Try me. I'm, I dare you. I dare you to pay your tithe. Because if you do, I'm going to bless you. God promises to bless that entire tithe. If you have not been faithful in paying your tithes, it is a good time for you to repent. He didn't take the offering up. Where do you go from here, Brother Davis? What are you? Tithing should be the very first thing that we, we do when we get our salary. I can't pay tithes. I'm going to tell you something. You know what makes me sick? Oh, I'm, here I am on a soapbox. I'm grinding an axe. What makes me sick is people that can't pay their tithes. They got a $400 phone and they play on the internet. Oh, they got an iPad, cable TVs, plasma TVs, big computers, and they can't pay their co- tithe. It's frustrating to—it's frustrating to see because I know, I know when a church suffer, God's going to bless the church regardless, but God chooses do it to do it through the avenue of you, and through me. Man, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> but we hold the hands of God. He wants to bless us. He wants to pour us. He's, he's, sitting, he's sitting back. He's saying, I, 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 just, I just want you to obey my word. I cannot, I can't let you harvest something that you do not plant. Because he set that law in motion at the very beginning of time. And because he is bound by his word, and he holds to it, he refuses to go against it. And your blessings are somewhere lingering around. You can't see them. And you expect them to fall out of the sky. And God's saying, I wish you would give it, because if you do, I'd I'd pour it right down on you. I'd pour it right down on you. If we could break if we could break the mentality of hoarding or holding on to our money then we would have apostolic revival because listen let me tell you something you know where revival comes from it comes from love and charity comes from love giving comes from love when you begin to give when you begin to give god says okay I'm giving it right back to you. I'm going to give it to you in places that you'll never dream that'll come. I have not one time. This is not a brag. God knows me my heart, me heart. I feel like I am Irish. God knows me heart. He knows my heart. And I'm I'm just stating this. I have never my wife and I have never not paid our tithing. Never. And we have never when hungry we have had bills come in that we didn't know how in the world that they would get paid and we didn't even think about it we didn't think about holding back we didn't think about keeping it the first thing we did was my wife when we, we get paid my wife takes out her checkbook she writes a check on our tithing you'll find out how spiritual a lot of people is sister Laurie, you, you'll know on tax time First thing we do, we get our tax check. My wife writes a check for our tithing because that is the will of God. That is how we pour into the church, and that's the way that God will pour into His people. When you break into the joy of giving, and you do it with with love, and you do it cheerfully we will have an apostolic revival like we've never seen. You show me it. I'm telling you it works. Do you know why people, do you know why Joel Osteen has a church that he's got? I'm not saying he has apostolic, because he don't have apostolic revival. You know why he's able to build a church the way he's built? Because God honored the law of the harvest. Those people have gotten out and given. And he's Got one of the largest churches in the entire world. And he'll tell you that they built that church. They got them people in there because they gave. How much more can we do because we have the power of the truth? We glory in that. We're excited about that because we're holy and we don't do this and we don't do that. We don't go here and we don't. But what about that? What about giving? The apostolic people with the truth should give more than anybody. They should I'm not done, but I'm done. God is going to bless you, Sister Tyner. I'm not going to take up another offering. But God is going to bless you. And I'll, I'll tell you how God's not. God's going to bless you, not just in your giving, but your health.